0: Hey there, ass kickers! How are ya? Uh, Andrea Owen here, obviously. Wouldn't that be weird if someone just started, you know, like being an imposter on my podcast? <laughs> anyway, so this is uh, Halloween week. And if you have little kids, and even if you don't have little kids, Halloween, I don't know, I think it's just a fun holiday And, uh, one of the things I don't love about Halloween though, and true confession is carving pumpkins. (laughs) I'm just not, it I don't know what it is. I, I think that I really like the idea of carving pumpkins and I like looking at them, but when it comes to actually doing it, it just, I think it's just, it ended up being so much more work than I ever thought it would be you know, a few years ago when we started doing this and this year my husband decided that he said, okay, we're not getting more than two pumpkins. We'll get one for each of the kids and, and that's it. And cause last year we had four and I think the year before that we even, we even had more than that. And, um, so no, no more, <laughs> just the two. And today, the, the day I'm recording this, today's Monday, the 29th. And, you know, Halloween is a few days from now uh, on Thursday and I still haven't carved the pumpkins and I completely forgot this weekend to do it. And then my son this morning said, mom, when are we going to carve our pumpkins? And I'm like, oh, shit, totally forgot to do that. And then today, we have an appointment in the afternoon. Tuesday, uh, we have something else. And then, anyway, long story short, we have stuff every day until until Halloween. And so, literally, we are going to have to carve the pumpkins as soon as my son gets home from school at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) It's going to be last minute pumpkin carving. And, and I, I know last year we just painted them. We painted a few of them because we didn't want to carve every single one. And and But this year my son is adamant about wanting to carve them. So I'm just going to have to suck it up and, and, and do uh, jack-o'-lanterns in a hurry, I guess. So happy Halloween to everyone out there. Hope yours is safe and fun. And I, I wish you all good weather if you're going trick-or-treating. And so let's move on to our topic. This episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I have a specific topic and it's actually comes from an email that I got, um, from one of, one of the, your kick-ass life followers. And she says, so I'm going to read the, the, the sentence that she, um, she told me the reason that she is stuck in her life. So she says, at 42, I feel I'm on the verge of good things, finally discovering the true me, ditching the people-pleasing and following the herd, but may be stuck or blocked in some ways and have fears and comfort zones that keep me in the same spot. That's her email. And it struck me because... I believe that this is so common. You know, she's definitely not the only one on the other side of the computer feeling that way. And that's why I decided to, to break down this email into to two parts and, and talk about the two main things that she's describing that she feels are making her stuck. So that's what I'm going to do. And I am going to introduce you to someone that you may not know, an author and this just amazing lady who who's really um, helped my own personal growth in just a minute here. The first thing I want to say is that again this is a very common place to be I think especially at that age and and you know people if you're listening to this in your in your 20s or 30s and or beyond and and you're feeling like shit because you haven't yet discovered the true you and what is my authentic self and why am I why am I stuck and and this this is for you so please take note and i think the first thing i want to say is first and foremost how awesome is it that you're there i i don't want to completely step over the fact that this woman has had on the verge of very good things finally discovering the true me ditching the people pleasing and following the herd yeah that part that's the part i want to stop and just just have like massive applause. And I truly hope that she has celebrated this. And for anyone who's listening, who is in the same boat, or maybe you are, you know, maybe you've ditched the people pleasing, or maybe even that you've just realized that that's how you've been operating. I highly encourage you to celebrate. I mean, I think that we step over that a lot. We don't, I know I do. I often and even in self-growth and self-help, I I think like, okay, I have learned that. I am so happy. Like, okay, what's the next thing though? And and we're off to the next thing on our list. So I just highly, highly encourage anyone listening that if you've come any length in your own journey, in your own self-growth, even if it's awareness, even if it's just awareness, I would love for you to take a moment, pat yourself on the back, be proud of how far you've come, even if you think it's not that far. So and it also sounds like the 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 woman who's writing this is in transition. All of us go through these times throughout life, and and some people might argue that we're always in transition. Things are always changing. And I don't know, I might I might buy into that a little bit. And the first thing that I want to to encourage you to do is to take some time to you know and this is really only if this is your thing, but you know this can look like a lot of different ways. So take some time to meditate or be still or if praying is your thing about this transition. So I think that a lot of times when we're in places like this, we overthink it. And we're like, what is my next step? And I should be, I should still be moving. And and what is it? And it's, we're all up in our head, all up in our head. We get very cerebral about it. So if you can, I encourage you to take the time to just be still and ask the universe what's next or tell the universe that you're ready for the next step. These kinds of things really shift your energy. I can't tell you enough how much when I completely surrender and sometimes I just give up. <laughs> it's not a conscious surrendering. It's like, oh, I just put a fork in me, I'm done. But really, it's that it's that being still is when really things get clear. So that's the first thing I want to invite you to do. And and when I say that it it looks, it can look like a different, a different thing to everyone meditating you know when I when I used to hear the word meditating and sometimes I still do I conjure up these images of, of people um, sort of like uh, Elizabeth Gilbert in Eat, Pray, Love when she goes to Bali and she's in these these sacred places with her yoga mat and sitting and chanting and, and and you know, you know what I mean? Like that kind of meditating, that's the way I've always thought that it needed to look like. And I always made up that that just wasn't me. And uh, really, I, I'm shifting that. And it doesn't have to look like that. It can look however you want it to be. Just being still just having a conversation with God or the universe or with yourself or whoever your higher power is, just slowing down to hear yourself breathe, slowing down to hear nothing but the clock tick. Those are times when you can absolutely consider that meditating and just quieting your brain. How often do we get a chance to do that? I don't get the chance that often, but I will promise you when I do it, Slowly but surely, things start to happen, things start to change. So the next thing I wanted to, to talk to you about is um, getting comfortable with not knowing. I think that that's something that is hard for a lot of people, especially the ambitious, high-achieving women that I tend to talk to. It it just is really, really uncomfortable. And so Angela, Angela's Arian is, is the woman that I wanted to, to tell you about. And I was introduced to her work a few years ago from one of my coaches and she talks a lot about gratitude. She had this audio series on gratitude that I used to listen to a lot. And her, one of her, her things that she talks about a lot is she calls them the four universal addictions. And these aren't what you've probably heard, you know, alcohol, shopping, uh, things like that. No, this is this is a little bit different, and this really, really resonated with me. So I wanted to read it to you, and this was pulled directly from her website, and I will have a link down below in the show notes, angelasarian.com. And the first addiction that she names is the addiction to intensity, and she says this shows up when love is lacking. Number two is the addiction to perfection. This appears when true excellence is misunderstood and true power is unrealized. Number three, the addiction to knowledge. This is the opposite of wisdom. And the fourth is the addiction to focusing on what's not working rather than what is working. What's missing here is seeing the big picture. So she, she goes on to, let me read this one last paragraph where she specifically gets into the addiction to knowledge. And the reason I wanted to read this to you is that the writer, uh, the email that I got where I I read that to you in the very beginning of the podcast, she says, but maybe stuck or blocked in some ways that this is what I'm speaking to. So Angela, Angela's Arian says, The addiction to knowledge is a compulsive desire to understand and control people with this addiction. Don't like surprises. They need to know the outcome, how things are going to turn out the Tao Te Ching, which is, um, a book, a book of wisdom says to gain knowledge, add something every day to gain wisdom, remove something every day with wisdom. We don't need to know everything. We focus on what's important, the ability to take life as it comes. With that, we gain patience and flexibility. I don't know about y'all, but (laughs) reading that, the whole take life as it comes really scares the crap out of me. And it is something that I have had to work on pretty pretty uh, diligently over the last few years and it really has been within the last 2 years that i have seen significant shifts in my own life when i have practiced taking life as it comes and i really really can can um agree with what they were talking about that we gain patience and flexibility and i'll tell you what ladies Patience and flexibility is not something that, that has come easy for me. I, myself, having been a, a self-proclaimed and others proclaimed a control freak, I, I can I can testify to all four of her addictions. The addiction to intensity, yes. The addiction to perfection, yes. The addiction to knowledge, yes. The addiction to focusing on what's not working rather than what is working, absolutely all four of them. And I, I really think that a lot of you listening can can relate to all, if you know, if not one or two, of those. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that you're getting some some value from this podcast. And, and if you think about our 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 culture, you know, we it's just information is so readily available to us. But time and time again, what I learn about life is that the more I surrender to what life brings me, even if it's a a pile of shit and accept it as it comes and accept it just as it is, the more peace I have in my life and the more I get what I want. That's the kicker. The more I get what I want. I've read things here and there and people say, Not only do you need to accept life the way it is, but what if you, what if this whole thing that is happening to you right now, what if that, that you created that, like that you create, that is kind of like where I draw the line (laughs) with some situations. I'm, I will fully admit, true confession, that is the part I have a hard time with because, and, and, and the thing is, is I'm a true believer that we do create our own reality, but I think what's hard for me, is is I'm like really like I, I I have a hard time in that moment of of a circumstance that is not great of how is this going to benefit me later on I don't understand how you know what I mean and and I I, I think of like the big crises that I've had the big stuff that has come into my life and when you're in it I have a really hard time you know seeing the gift so. I'm just, my point of saying all of that is to tell you, just take it one one step at a time. So for now, what I, my hope is that you walk away from this podcast and just start to maybe be okay with, okay, maybe I can just start to accept life the way it is instead of like a cat in a bat, trying to get out of a bathtub, trying to control the situation and get out of where you are. And and I know that this can can be tricky sometimes. Like if you're in a not so great marriage and you want to get out, but but I'm talking about um, scheduling stuff that goes wrong or stuff with our kids, like the minor stuff where we're where we complain about it and we focus on the stuff that's not working, and are we trying to make other people wrong and 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 things like that? What if you just what if it just wasn't a big deal? Again, my favorite question in the world. What if it just wasn't a big deal? See what happens. And what it, what is it going to look like for you? For the writer who wrote in, it sounds to me like she's stuck or blocked because she might be trying too hard to figure out what's next. What if instead you just focused every day on gratitude for what is right now. Your main objective is to focus on what's working in your life versus what's not working. Focus on your true desired feelings. Focus on your values. Be okay with not knowing. I think many women who listen to this podcast and that and that follow me online are women who are are really productive badasses. They really are just productive badasses. And being still is really hard. (laughs) It is not on your to-do list. Am I right? But what if being still and not knowing were your job? What if, what if it was, and I'm not talking like, okay, for an entire hour, I want you to sit and meditate. I'm talking like, try for five minutes and if, and if that's and totally making you cringe right now, think about what you're making being still and not knowing mean, what are you, what are you equating that to? I would venture to guess you're making it mean that you're lazy, that you're unproductive, that it's flaky, that it just is not you. You just can't, you just don't have time for that. And, right i know that that's definitely something that i've said before but i am making it a goal of mine and i am really trying to implement more in my life of of being still i have become adamant about my own schedule and um on the days that i work i can't take any more than like two clients any more than that I, even if somebody really wants that day and if i already have two booked i can't I I cannot, I am more of service to other people and to myself and my family when I create a schedule that absolutely works for me and my own inner critic is like, you can, you can coach four people in a day, you know, (laughs) I can, but it's just, it's not working. So I invite you to look at areas in your life where it's just not working and where can you rearrange things to create more stillness. Five minutes, ladies. That's all I'm asking. You cannot be on Instagram for five minutes. <laughs> you cannot take your phone with you to the bathroom. <laughs> Just be still there. <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is, is where the writer says, she says at the end of her email, and I have fears and comfort zones that keep me in the same spot. Yeah, very, very well might be. Here's what I want to say about comfort zones. To be aware and accept that any change that you make in your life, and that means any kind of personal growth is going to require you to step out of your comfort zone always. And you get to choose, you know, you're completely at choice here, whether to stay in your comfort zone and not make any change or make a move. Also, even if you do nothing, eventually something is going to happen in your life that will require you to change. It might be in your relationships, it might be changing jobs, the death of someone, moving. You can wait until that uncomfortableness of change is sort of forced on you or you can go after it right now. I think that I think that things fall apart in our lives. Because they need to be rebuilt in a better way i've I've really come to believe that, and that's what I mean when I say that's when the uncomfortableness is going to be kind of forced on you, you know, or you can or you can choose to change to change now it's going to be uncomfortable, it's definitely going to be uncomfortable and and I you know what's what makes me really curious is is how and when certain people change and uh, versus the people that don't change. And I've, I've encountered this in my own life and I've encountered it with um, different clients and, and it makes me really curious. So, and I always think like, what is different about this person and that person? Why did this woman do all the work and really put the time in, do all the exercises and really see significant change and really see the results that she wanted. And why did this person not? And I I've asked a lot of my colleagues that this question, what do you think is the difference? And I think that, uh, the majority of the answers were uh, fear is one of them, afraid of change, afraid of stepping out of that comfort zone what I was just talking about. And the other one, and this was, this was what I suspected as well is readiness. So, and I, and I tell my clients this all the time, only you know, when you're ready, only you know, when you are, are ready to have that throw down with your own life or with the universe. And just look in the mirror and say, I cannot be like this anymore. I'm done. I'm scared. But I am so done with the other way of operating. I need to figure out a new way. And, it, and I never ever want to make anyone wrong for not being ready. My God, I stayed in a 13-year relationship <laughs> because I wasn't ready to leave. I wasn't. I, I, the, I was still willing to take on more pain. So, I believe that the universe intervened and made it fall apart for me because it needed to, my life needed to be rebuilt. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, don't, if you're ready, you're ready. If you're not, that's still okay. It's still okay. Only you can make that decision. It, you can hire a coach, you can do whatever, but if you're not ready, you're not going to do the work. And I'm not telling you this because. I'm giving you an out or, you know, or your own excuse because you know, deep down in your gut, if it's a bullshit excuse or not, I know that, you know, it's really up to you to admit it. So that's about all I've got for this episode. I hope that was helpful to you and I hope that you could relate to, to what this, this writer had written in about, about why she's stuck and her challenges. And I want to just let you know that I still have a couple of spots open for my private one-on-one coaching special that I'm offering right now. And if you want in on that, I am going to close registration on it on Sunday, and also, I just want to let you know real quick that if you loved this podcast, if you think it would resonate with someone that you know, please feel free to share it on on the social media platforms. All those buttons are there for you. And also, first time I've ever asked this, if you love this podcast, if you would so kindly go to the iTunes page where you... Um, it's easy to do this if you're on your phone. And to leave me a review. And I don't know. I guess these things are really important on iTunes. I had no idea. <laughs> so if you could do that, I would so greatly appreciate it. Uh, pre-sale is still going on for my book. Make sure that if you pre-order my book that you forward your receipt to support at yourkickasslife.com. There is going to be a special gift coming up. It's a special coaching worksheet. Uh, for free and an an accompanying audio that accompanies that. That's a hard word to say, accompanying. Make sure that you forward that to support at yourkickasslife.com and there will be more about that later. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.